everyone, Dave and Jeff, our first podcast of the week. I kind of had a chance to enjoy the weekend. I know you did a lot of things this weekend too, but uh, first one that we've had a chance to knock out. Actually, we, we start this one. I don't want to start it on a on a bad note, man, but I, no, I, I, just, I just found out like an hour ago. And I'm, I don't know how long you've known, but I actually found out through your Twitter. Yeah, found out. Uh, I found out last Thursday. Did he really? No, I found out today to too. Say, what the fuck? I just wanted to make you, you couldn't keep a secret. I just wanted to make you feel like you were out of the loop. <laughs> I am out of the loop. Yeah. <laughs> No, I found out tonight, and I'll tell you, Dave, when we found out the news, uh, I would think it it hit you the way it hit me. It hit me very, very hard when I saw that news today, and, and we're not going to be overly dramatic. What we, of course, are talking about, anybody who follows sports in San Diego, saw the news today that our friend Ted Leitner is fighting cancer, and he has cancer in the kidney. He'll go in for surgery on Thursday. He said all of it in, in his interview with Kevin A.C. today. Um, he said it's all contained in the one kidney, and he believes that when that kidney comes out after surgery, um, that he will be back in, up in Adam and shouldn't be out of work too long, and will be back in a couple of weeks. But um, uh, just for this show and the two guys that do that, he means so much to us yep. individually as a friend um, that I, I don't even know where to begin. And and having moved here as a kid and not really knowing anything TV-wise, I immediately was drawn to Channel 8. Channel 8 is where my family watched. And to end up, over the course of our career, establishing a strong friendship with Mike Tuck, who I love, and and Ted, who we love. Um, I just, I'm telling you, both of those guys, but but tonight focusing on Ted, Yeah. another guy that would exceed the expectations of who you wanted them to be. And I got there in March of 95. It's crazy I was thinking about tonight. And I'd come from Roger Hedgecock's show, and Roger and Ted knew each other. There was always talk because I knew them of making a push to get Roger to KFMB and they were going to go back to back and it was really going to be fun because there was that idea of the original kind of crossover and a lot of mutual respect and fun with those guys and I was kind of a common denominator between the two. But when I got there to KFMB and met a lot of people. Um, he was one guy I was, Ted's a guy that I was excited to meet. And believe me, we're not talking about him in yeah. the past tense. I'm just sharing the story. And I ran into him. Dave, you remember at KFMB, we had that huge cafeteria. Unlike any radio place we've ever been. They had like a full uh, restaurant yeah. inside of KFMB. And Ted was in there. And I just said, hey, Ted, I'm Jeff. He's like, hey, Roger's guy. You need anything? I'm upstairs. Yeah. Come see me. And uh, I just it meant the world to me. And then I ended up on that afternoon show with him. And the funny shit about that, how I ended up on that afternoon show, was there was a dude named Phil Dietz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the guy who, uh, great dude. But Phil was the guy that we've talked about in the past who could never get the board in delay for the Stacey Taylor so story. Same thing. And Ted liked going off of somebody in the other room. He kind of liked going off of people. And Phil didn't like it. Phil didn't like it. And I I didn't care at all. But I said to Ted, I kind of went in as uh, John Dean was producing, and I went in and screened calls and did other shit for him, kept the commercial log. But I said to him, look, Ted, I've got to put Hank and Kevin's show together 
when I'm here. This is my time to close yeah. guests. And he'd say, yeah, of course. And then for those two hours, he would just bitch and complain. <laughs> and, but um, he just, uh, he's been so great to me and to Dave. And, and um, I just, uh, yeah, a little distracted today, to say the least. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, it's funny that I'm asking uh, Ted Leitner's story in a second, but I, I will say the same thing. When I moved here in 1989, I remember I was one of these guys, because at the time when I moved here, it was hard to get updated sports news. Obviously, mm-hmm. there, there was no internet. There's no Twitter. There's no way to get, you know, baseball trades or moves or things that might happen. But you get sure. up to date things. I used to tell you that when I was in high school, I used to run home and at 440 that Fred Rogan would come on in Los Angeles. And yeah. I would always say, man, I hope something could happen today. You know, yeah. like, like he'd give me something I didn't know as I was sitting in school all damn day. So I'd run out and listen to Fred. And then remember CNN headline news. Remember yep. they, they'd have it. I think it was Vince like. Vince Yeah. Vince Cellini. Remember they had like the two minute sports update. Yeah, it was, it was like, always good. It was like at 22 and 52. Van are all right. Yeah, Van are right. God dang, that's good. So I would say, okay, well, what do they have here in San Diego? And it's funny, yeah. just like you said, Channel 8 was the first place I went to. And was Mike there or was Mike already in L.A.? You know what? I can't even I think, Mike, I think Mike was in L.A. I think yeah, Mike Tuck was in Los Angeles. Was, uh, Channel 2 is right. And so uh, Channel 8, my, my roommate was here in San Diego two years before me, and he said uh-huh. everyone talks Ted Leitner, that he's the guy. He's the only guy in mm-hmm. town. So I remember the very first time I saw Ted on there, and, dude, he went on the air, no teleprompter, which he None. never used. But, Jeff, he didn't give me shit. He, yeah. He talked about going out to wherever and how yeah. he got pulled over by the cops, wherever he was yeah. driving to some sporting event. <laughs> and it was such a around a nothing grab ass for five minutes about dealing with the police. All off the top of his head. Yeah. And then he just threw it right back to the anchor desk. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, there was nothing there. There's nothing about sports. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> I was disappointed. And I was like. How long has this guy been in town? But this guy was a hero in, in town, and he has become one of those guys. We say this all the time. Yeah. When we look back at our time in San Diego, there are a few people that I say, I can't believe not only Huge. have I gotten to know that guy, I'm friends with that guy. And, that, and yeah. we say the three guys all the time, we always go Nick Canepa, Bill yeah. Center, and Ted Leitner. Yeah, um, and, and, I'd, I'd put Mike in that group too. Yeah. Um, we, we don't see Mike as much. Mike's been dealing with his own health issues. But for me, yeah, Tuck in that group for sure. And to go, wow, those guys became friends. We had, as you said, we had a chance to work on on this show at different times. But I wrote on Twitter today, and and this means mm-hmm. more to me than anything, um, because a lot of people don't want to be bothered. One people to say, mm-hmm. I'm there for you. If you need anything, they don't mean mm-hmm. shit, especially in this business. People don't mean anything. I can't tell you how many times, which you guys know as listeners, how many times Jeff and I have been out of a job. Mm-hmm. And he will say to us at Petco Park, wherever we see him, how are things going? He goes, yeah. if you guys need anything, do you have my cell phone number? Yeah. Just in case you don't have my latest number, make sure you have this. Put this on your resume. Have anybody call me day or night. I'll be happy to speak on your behalf. And I don't know if anyone's ever called Ted for us, but you know what? He offered for us, and he is on my resume. Yeah. And um, couldn't it have been nicer? There, there, you know who else did that? Tony Gwynn did that move, too, for oh, us. Oh, yeah. I've told that story yeah. Tony times. Gwynn would say, go ahead, stick it, on, stick it on your resume. And it's like, I always think when you send this thing off, they're like, holy shit, I just got Tony Gwynn's phone So I didn't get number. a job. I, I, we were telling that story not long ago that um, I, I called him. Well, we'll start with Tony, then bring it back yeah. to Ted. But we had gotten fired, and Tony... Bochi, Towers, Riley, Devaney all called me at home, and I think they called you that yeah. night, too. I mean, picture that happening. And Tony said, hey, what do you need? And I jokingly said I could use a reference. He goes, yeah, do it. But the the payoff on that story is that when I got a job six months later, I called Tony and said, hey, I got a job. He goes, great. 
I said, you know how I got it? He goes, no. I said, I took you off my resume. Because <laughs> people thought we were nuts. But um, Ted, Ted's one of those guys that is legit. And, and what I'm, there are other guys that want to be the man. Yeah. They want to be the man. They try to be the man. And they're not. Ted, Ted was the guy was the voice of the Clippers, had been the voice of the Chargers, Padres, San Diego State, um, morning drive, afternoon drive, right, yep. TV. Ted, Ted's the shit in this town, and rightfully so. Um, like I said, doing afternoons with him and being a part of that show, my favorite thing that would drive me and uh, my guy John Dean crazy is I would be responsible for putting the calls up on the screen. Yeah. And so I would always, I would fight this battle with Ted all the time. There were two fights that I would fight with him. And, and the first one was, Ted did this move on the afternoon show. La Jolla, you there? And there'd be like this four seconds of dead air. And I would go fucking, bo- I was like, it was a kid. Yes. And I'd lose my shit every time. This and- is, hold on, I'm going to cut you off right here. This is one of my favorite things, by the way, because two reasons. Jeff would be, a lot of times you'd be at the radio studio with him, you'd yell at him. Yeah, right across but, the glass, five feet from him. But a lot of times he would be at the ballpark, and I would I'd be- I'd lose my shit. I, <laughs> I would be sitting one row behind him because you would feed the calls to me during the break. Yeah. I would write them all down, and I'd hand him the piece of papers. I could hear all your conversations with them. Yeah. And this is before you and I really knew each other well. Yeah. I couldn't believe the way you were talking to him. I was like, oh my God, who's on the other end screaming at Ted Leitner? But it speaks volumes yes. to Ted and how much I, I love Ted and I value Ted that he well, would I'll let me do did, that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He valued you. He yeah, respected well, you enough. Yeah, he was great. So he and I had this ongoing fight because he would do the same thing every time. La Jolla, you there? And there'd be four seconds of dead air. Uh, hello? Yeah, go ahead. Because Ted's already drifting off. <laughs> And I'd just be, fuck! Fuck! And I would I would say, Ted, this is, I, I'm not going to say it's the highlight yeah. of the guy's day, but it, it's one of them, yeah. okay? Can you for a second act like he matters yeah. in your world? You're not Larry King. Just say, Dan, <laughs> La Jolla, how are you? And now he's going to be excited. We're not going to have that dead air. Eh, just do it. I go, it sounds like Gart. Chilla Vista. Ah, oh, my God. So he and I would have this ongoing thing. It was thing. so great. But this was the other thing yeah. that he would do that on that afternoon show that would make me absolutely ballistic, me and John Dean. And I would write up, you know, the he'd have four calls on the screen. Yeah. And the first one would be like Joe Carphone, uh, the world is flat. <laughs> and the next one would be uh, Don Carphone. Uh, Roseanne was right. Yeah. Right? I mean, regarding the news of today. We're like, oh, man, this is going to be great. Um, you know, Bob Carphone. Uh, saw an alien. Yeah, saw an alien. <laughs> had been abducted. And then the last one would always be Emily in La Mesa. 97-year-old Ted fan, yeah. and with, in huge capital letters, don't take. <laughs> but if I didn't punch her in, yeah. if I didn't put her up on the board, then she would cut. Hell, hell, <laughs> I've been watching Ted 
So I would put her up there yeah. and, and just hope that she died before Ted punched her up. <laughs> so we have Alien, we have Hitler was right, we have all these things, and Emily and La Mesa. And every time, La Mesa, you there? And I would just, oh, fucking A. <laughs> Hello? Hey, how are you? And I was like, oh, my God. I just want to say, and I would just look at him with my hands in the air like, what What are you doing? But he, uh, it was so much fun. Yeah. It was so much fun. And then he was going through a divorce, and his wife would call, and I'd be like, ah, she's on the hotline. Ah! <laughs> But um, just an amazing guy. And really, here's here's where I think, Dave, the relationship between you and me and Ted really got strengthened. Um, we were doing mornings. Uh, I, it started. It started. We told the Holder story a couple yeah. of weeks ago, and then I came in there, and then it just got to be. Commuting. It was hard to do, man. Yeah, commuting back and forth from Carlsbad to uh, Kearney Mesa, so I got out. But shortly after that time, when we've told this story in the past, we were approached to break the union. Um, KFMB was a union shop, and we were approached by a couple of people in there um, that wanted a signature to to get rid of it. You talked yeah. about this a little bit with Stevie Woods. And I, I, having been there longer, with the loyalty that I had to guys like Ted, Johnny Kalia, uh, John Kalia, a wonderful guy, Mike Tuck, Hank, and others, uh, we said no. And I think that meant a lot to Ted because I, I think Ted looked at us and said, here, young guys that are in it for themselves. And Dave and I were the first guys that got blown out. Dave said he just bought a house. He had a baby. Um, we were making decent dough. We were on the station that I've always loved being on more than any station we've ever been at at KFMB. We were doing Padre baseball and Charger football. I mean, we were rolling. Yeah. And, we had uh, Bochy and Mike Riley, the head coach yeah. of the Chargers and the Padres. Manager, golf. Just walk in, walk in and say, hey, hey I yeah. got three hours to spend with you guys. Yeah. Topless golf girls yeah. were in. Yeah. It was great. That was, but, that was great. But we had Jagger and Christie and Jeff and Jair <laughs> yeah. and Channel 8, everything down the there. The building was electric. It really was. Um, but we were not going to break that union. We were not going to be the ones. And they needed 32 signatures. And hypothetically, if Dave and I were going to sign, it's not like we would have been eight and nine. The way they had it lined up, we would have been 31 and 32. Yeah. Dave and I would have been the two guys to put it over the top. And as I went in there in the morning and would would chat about it with Ted, um, he would say to me, did you sign? And I said, no, and I'm not going to sign. He goes, you know, you cut your throat, right? You know, yeah. you're fired. He goes, I appreciate it, but you know, you're fired. And I go, well, we'll see. Yeah, we were fired. Yeah. And so was he, to be honest with you. So was he. I mean, and so I, was Hank. Yeah, if you if you saw the write-up on, on Ted today, he went to KFMB as a news anchor in 78. He was gone in 2002. Not because right his ratings us. were in the toilet. It was because he was a guy that wouldn't break the union, too. Yeah. And, the, and we all kind of one by one got picked off, but yeah. it started with me and Dave. But I appreciate the fact that Ted um, has always been loyal to us, and I think because of that. Yeah, um, I agree with that a lot. But, uh, yeah, Dave, I think what you wrote today about keeping him in your prayers, he's just uh, he's an amazing guy. And the run that he has had here and, and the thing that I love about him that we have the, a really fun time talking about 
is he's also the father of twin boys. Yeah. Now, those guys are crazy, but I love them because <laughs> I've known them since they were little. But uh, we, we he loves being a dad. Yeah. And, and he's always loved being a dad. And his kids are great. And uh, I'm glad to hear that he will be uh, back up shortly. But for all of you that know him or just feel like you know him, um, it's what we've talked about with Jerry. It's what we talked about with Junior. So many guys feel yeah. that. Tony, um, they exceed. They're better than you want them to be, and I am couldn't be more sincere in saying it about Ted. He's an amazing guy. You know, a, a couple things for me with uh, with Ted. When we were talking about Jeff and I used to do the night show at, at KFMB. I think we were six to nine when mm -hmm. we started doing morning sports. We went a stretch there. I know for a lot of people, it's not a, a big deal. We're doing construction, you know, but we're then we're, they moved to seven to ten. Yeah, then we're going seven to ten, and then we would get off there. By the time you get home and you wind down, you're falling asleep around one. You got to get yeah. up again around four. You got to show yeah. up in the morning. Morning. you got to do it again right and then sports guest yeah and then you're back again at so you get out of there you know it's at 10 30 in the morning you're back in the building at three o'clock in the afternoon and it, yeah. it went on for like 84 straight days oh yeah grind it's exhausting so jeff's like fuck this man he goes he goes my health isn't worth it and, and then we're doing is, weekends too. yeah we, as i'm saying we worked every single day but we understand the business. Okay, fine. I'm, we're not asking you to feel sorry for us, but there's a reason why we say, you know what, it's, it's your health and getting sleep is worth something. So the day that you decided you weren't going to do it anymore, mm -hmm. hey, Dave, will you do it? So yeah, I'll do it. And so I, I step in to do it was the day of 9-11. My first day was 9-11. Yeah, how about that? And I'm I'm in there early because I'm like, well, shit, I want to make sure yeah. it's good. I know Ted loved working with Jeff. He doesn't like change, and he's known Jeff a long time. I don't want to fuck this up. Jeff's giving me advice on how to handle Ted because sometimes he'd let you do your sports report, and sometimes yeah. he would jump in. Sometimes he wouldn't say a word, and so you yeah. better be prepared for two minutes or 15 minutes. And so he, he wanted to make sure everything was great. I'm in there way early, and I'm watching those TVs in the newsroom, and I'm watching everything everyone else has seen a million times on 9-11. Ted walks in the door. And as we walk down the hallway, which is maybe 75 feet from that, yeah. that, that door that you walk in, and I'm telling him what's happening. He's walking in wearing a sweatshirt, sweatpants, hair's a mess. Yeah. And in the 75 feet, I'm trying to tell him everything I just saw. He turned the mic on like magic. He's unbelievable. And it might have been, my opinion, was the best radio I've ever heard from him or anyone locally in San Diego. The way he handled 9-11 was outstanding. Um, it, professionally, that was incredible. Yeah. I don't know about you. This year has been so freaking tough and yeah. so hard, and I hope it never happens again. I told Stevie Woods last week, I said, I can't wait for, for 2019. I go, this yeah. is, has sucked since day one. We've gone through so many deaths, so many funerals, some things we haven't even brought up on there as far as family, friends, and you just go, oh my gosh, is this the way it's going to be at this stage of my life where we just start burying friends and, and our, our friends' parents and everything else over and over again? It's May and there's been, for me, there have been about nine funerals. Oh, my God. Yeah. And it's been exhausting. And so starting with my father, okay, who, of course, as, as we said before, you've heard it before, with cancer and, and mm -hmm. you know, the prostate cancer and kidney cancer, which is what Ted has, and brain cancer and the whole deal and going through it. And I, I find myself asking myself this a lot. I don't know. You spend a lot of time in the car. Are you okay? Like, I'll ask myself. Yeah. Do you do that, that check on yourself a lot of going... Am I making it? Am I okay? Yeah, you know what's funny about it, Dave? I, I feel like I have had a, a, an incredibly difficult year, and in, I'm not a religious person, but yeah. I would tell you I'm a, I've had an incredibly blessed year, too. And why I would say that is because the connection that I have with friends that sincerely care about me um, has raised that level. So, yeah, I feel like, um, yeah, I feel like I'm good. Yeah. Like and I'm I'm happy to, I'm happy to say that um, because of the people from this podcast yeah 
that allowed me to be comfortable enough to tell you when I was dying emotionally yep. and mentally uh, back around President's Day. Um, yeah, from where I was then to where I am now, it's just the people that I have in my life that look out for me and do that and just call me and say, you good? Where yeah. you at? And there have been so many of them. Uh, it's it's amazing. Yeah. So, no, I'm I'm lucky. I mean... You never know. Like I would like to know from Ted what happened to cause him to go check that out. It's in yeah. the middle of baseball yeah. season. You're on the road all the time. What happened that he got to it and, and went and got diagnosed? And at some point, we'll ask him. I did not bother him today with the text message yeah, or anything. Either. I left him alone. Um, but um, he should be back at the park in a few yeah. weeks, and then we'll find out. But um, but no, I'm incredibly lucky, and I know the other thing that I'm I'm happy to say is I know how lucky I am. Yeah, that I feel like there's people that you check in on, and you say how you doing, and they just take that as the open door to be more of a victim. Yeah, and if somebody has been that way for me, I hope you're the same way. Um, you go shit, man. I I appreciate it. Yeah. I appreciate people. I mean, put it this way, I'm getting a divorce. I I went to the Saturday night. Um, I was at Cali Comfort with, I mean, for now, she's still my wife. We'll be divorced in a couple months and our sons. And yesterday, um, here's here's how it happened. Um, Thursday, I was talking to my sons about yeah. going to the game. We were going, my, my main man, Glenn Geffner, voice of the Marlins. When this divorce went down, heard one of these podcasts where I was a wreck. Yeah. And he said, I'm going to be there on Memorial Day. Can I get you tickets for the game? He goes, I just, I want to do something. Can I get you tickets to you and Jack and Kate? And I said, God, that would be great. Um, but as time has gone on, the one thing that she and I have tried to do, and our communication has been great, our relationship, um, while still from a marital standpoint, will still end in September, I feel like is incredibly strong. And I believe she would say the same thing. And she and I are incredibly proud of that. And yeah. I feel like it's okay to be proud of that because we are setting an example for our sons that are 10. And so Thursday night I was out with my boys and we were talking about the game, uh, going to this game. And I just felt like she would have been the person that everybody was going to the party except for her. Yeah. And I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I didn't like that feeling. Um, I'm sure if we had not invited her, she probably would have gone to brunch with friends or, or, or done whatever. She would have been fine, but I, I just didn't like it. And she and I were joking about it yesterday. We would go to Padre games in the past, go to Ho Dad's, and then about the second inning, being a food coma and be like, well, let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> and so um, I reached out to her on Thursday yeah. and I said, hey, what are you doing Monday? And she said, I don't know. I haven't really thought about it. And I go, I could probably get an extra ticket to the game. You want to go? And she goes, she jokingly said, well, where are the tickets? And I go, shut up. <laughs> and she uh, she started laughing. I go, they're from my buddies, the voice of Mars. And she goes, you know, that would be cool. Yeah. She goes, that would be cool. And so... Um, so we went, and, and we just had a great time. And here's the other thing. Woods gave me a hard time about this today, which is funny. Um, I had a Facebook page, my original Facebook page. Yeah, you're confusing the hell out of me. you got to explain this I'm going to explain it to okay. you right now, what it was really about. 
I had a Facebook page that said, this is for friends and family only. And I started it. But after my buddy Shane died, after my kid's nanny died, after CS passed away, and really when I was getting a divorce and I fucking felt like I'd been run through the ringer, they put those stupid Facebook memories up every day. Yeah. And I felt like every day I was reminded of one of those people or my wife of a life that I wasn't going to live anymore. And it just was killing me. Yeah. Um, but the other day I was looking for a picture of my son and I realized I don't have that. I knew the picture I wanted, but I didn't have it on my phone and I didn't have access to it on. I started a new Facebook page. So none of those memories of friends that had passed away and really no memories of her were going to show up and I could start clean. But, um, all the pictures of my son had really gone away. They had all only been stored on that old Facebook page. And so because she and I are in a good place, and look, who knows? Yeah. She could end up being married, do whatever. I could end up doing whatever. But she and I are in a good place. And I'm in a good place. And I thought the other day, I go, you know what? I can go back to that. Yeah. I can go back to it. I can see it. I can see that. Um, and be chatting with her and be like, man, can you believe that was a year ago? Like at the game the other day, we're just like, oh, wow, check that out. Remember that day? And it's not animosity or anything else. I've never been through a divorce. I hope to never go through another one again. But like I said, I, I feel very, I take a whole lot of pride and I know she does as well that we can laugh and joke and stick her with the hoe dad's yeah. bill, which I pointed out to my <laughs> sons. Uh, and she's like, yeah, I'll pay for it. I'm like, you're goddamn right. You'll pay for it. <laughs> um, my sons are dying. And, and I feel like when they get older, um, they will look back at that and say, yeah. you know, my mom and dad were pretty cool yeah. because they're both incredibly sad that it got to that point. But I, I take a lot of pride that, well, there's always going to be a relationship there. There's going to be graduations. Well, you say be, that. I but mean, your kids are going to get married. There are places you're going to be that you can't avoid. I mean, that when your kids get married, guess what? You're both going to be there. When your yeah. kids graduate high school, graduate college, you both are going to be there. But but uh, my family's been through divorces yeah. where mom and dad hated each other. Yeah. And it was said to the kids, we have friends. It's on her side because her friends are, are psychotic. <laughs> um, where they're going through really, really ugly divorces now. And things are done and said to kids that are not much older than our kids that, man, Dave, I, I, they have to have long-term lasting impact on those yeah. kids. And so um, I, I said this yesterday. My, my son, Cade, and I were walking into the game, and we were downtown. And he goes, man, I like downtown. He goes, I, really? just, he goes, I like it down here. He goes, man, I wish we lived down here. And he goes, uh, me too. You're the one that makes me want to move to La Mesa. Yeah. <laughs> and I said to him, I go, uh, I said, you know, man, I love downtown, but your mom said she'd never live down here. And he stops. He goes, you know, I like her, <laughs> but some of the things she said really don't make much sense to me. And I immediately, as soon as she came in, yeah. we're in line at Hodad's, I'm telling her, and he, she's like, what? I go, well, I go, what are you freaking out about? He said he liked you. You just didn't like some of your decisions. <laughs> um, but yeah, man. So so we're good. But as far as that goes, that's kind of the whole thing. Yeah. So you just take it day by day, man. That's what she and I say. We've gotten along to this point. Uh, Until you bring Jeannie Pepper Dot Seth to the kids' Bullshit. graduation. I'm going to sit right next door.
I'm going to say, hey, Vita, there's Jeannie Pepper. You can just call her JP. You know, like my first two initials. I'm going to tell Jeannie Pepper, you don't have to do anything. Just the whole time we're at that seventh grade graduation, you just sit there. I'm going to stop right there. You're going to stop right there. You know, going back to what I, what I asked you, do you do like that check? You go, do you say, hey, where am I at? You know, am I doing okay? Am I balanced out here? I'll be honest with you. As I've gone through this this year, which has been uh, amazing, amazingly bad, there've been some great things. Which is the way life is, it's uh, as I tell my kids all the time. I go, life's a roller coaster. Sure. I go when you're down at the bottom. I said you appreciate it when you're back at the mm-hmm. top. If things were great every single day, that would just be an average day. You wouldn't know yeah. the difference. But when you when you sit there and you go through through things like, you know, your father passing away, especially the way he passed away, where there was no goodbye. Yeah, correct. I'll be honest with you. I can't look at a picture of my dad i have pictures yeah. on the wall but i will never turn my head towards the wall i'm not ready i'm not i'm not there yet i can't sit there and bring it i can't talk to my mother about it i can't talk to my sister about it because they wouldn't understand what i was going through you know my childhood was different than my sister's childhood my mom's relationship with my dad was different I, okay. they wouldn't understand what was happening so i even though i have pictures of my father on the wall i haven't looked at one of them since he passed away all right I, that I, gets I, me to a point that i need to ask you but finish your yeah point. so I check myself all the time. I, mean, I drive to yeah. West Hills almost every single day, and it's a 50-mile round-trip drive, and, and I'll say, you know, I'm kind of surprising myself that I'm running through. I think yeah. this, this podcast is a lot of therapy, I think, for both of us. And sure. I got great kids, and things have been great. Got a great dog, and, and my wife is great, and everything is, is moving forward where things I can control. But then when this thing with Ted happened today, which yeah. was kidney cancer, as I said, it was my dad. 71. How old was your dad? 74. Okay. So, you know, I said my dad, prostate cancer 25 years ago, then it turned into kidney cancer, bone yep. cancer, brain cancer, suicide. And it turned into, as, as I went through this, this process with him, and, and you can't fix it, but with Ted, and Ted's going to be okay. I mean, as you mm-hmm. said, I, I got one really healthy kidney, which is great. But, man, it felt like, Jeff, the biggest punch in the chest. It yeah. felt like uh, an 800-pound punch right in the chest. And you and I didn't, have not discussed it for Correct. a second until we just turned this, these mics on right now. You didn't know what direction I was going to go. But I had a pretty good idea. Did you really? Yeah, it, it, sure. I mean, there's so many things happened the last few days that we're going to touch on. Um, but it was – I feel terrible. And, and I know he's probably going to be fine. But this goes back to the cancer is not a joke. The, yeah. The, as we, we have seen before with Tony Gwynn and we've seen before with so many people that will hashtag fuck cancer because everybody knows somebody about, you know, there were jokes made about it locally in media just a couple weeks ago that we weren't okay with. But it was uh, for a guy like Ted and a, and a hashtag family in there because I know you feel the same way. Absolutely. And so it was it was a big punch, man. It was uh, it was one of the like, fuck, man, I can't do another one of these. You well, know, it's funny. Um, I was going to mention that on August 1st, we are having an event. Yeah. We would love you to be there. $25 gets you in the door, and one of the charities that we are doing is Stand Up to Cancer. Now, I didn't send that tweet out because I just it wouldn't have been appropriate yeah. at any time, but if you're taking time to listen and you haven't had a chance, and by the way, thank you to Glenn Geffner and so many other people that have donated to the cause. Um, every dime that comes in is going out the door. I saw our man Jojo Tarantino yesterday uh, from the organization who's working to give us a bunch of cool charity things, and, and we're working on that. Um, Eric Weddle, like we said, is doing stuff. But this is the thing, and now it's funny. It was going to be a surprise, but I'm not going to do it as a surprise. I'll bring it right out here. If you have paid attention to the last couple of podcasts, you've heard me say that there were going to be surprises on that night. Yeah. But I think concerning what you just said, we should just figure this out right now, and then I'll explain why it makes sense. 
I work for Upper Deck. I don't brag about that a lot because it's a, I love them. They are an insanely great company that yeah. has supported me as well, Dave, during the last six months. So when I was talking to the guys at, at Upper Deck about what we had coming up, they said, um, talk about, you know, what's a suicide thing? What, where's that angle? And I shared with them about your dad. Yeah. And I said, um, I said, you know, can I just, can we get some small things, just, you know, a couple of boxes or whatever, signed pucks for, um, for door prizes. And they said, we'll do one better. We're going to do a Lou Palai tribute card. No way. Wow. So they're going to do a tribute. Now, this was all going to be a surprise and was going to yeah. be that night. But if I can't have a night where you can't look at the picture, that kind of <laughs> fucks everything up. So here's the funny thing. So Dave will like this. And I'm kind of glad I'm telling you because yeah. you're going to have to take over. So I reach out to your sister and I'm like, look, we're going to do a card in tribute to your dad. Yeah. Where it's going to be a limited run. The idea was to have him on the Superman shirt, and then I was going to write his bio on the back, which was going to include the slow clap and was going to... Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love it. The slow clap, yeah. and I was going to say he always had a home for sex-addicted cats, <laughs> and there was going to be just all the shit that is so great about your dad. But if it's something where you go, look, I would like that as a tribute item, we yeah. will move forward with it. If you look at that and you go, I can't do that no, right now. Of course. I, as I said, I think I'll Well, thank I'll, God, because your sister's done nothing to get any of the shit done. She hasn't I, done anything I'm on at all? a deadline. Yeah, she's so busy taking pictures of old rundown motels. <laughs> I'm like, sorry that I'd like to do a tribute card to your dad. Sorry. Sorry, and his pervert cat. <laughs> That's what we need is a picture of the pervert cat. Uh, that was it. it oh that is so funny so we'll write the bio so yeah. i will tell you now if you're coming to the event on yeah. august 1st we are doing a limited run and that is courtesy wow, of upper that deck is incredible who's never met dave but that's who they are as a company and you will have if you're there that night we will have a limited wow. edition uh tribute to lou and that card and i will write the bio on oh, the back that's cool uh and it'll be great and they'll all be taken <laughs> care of but it was going to, you know, it was just going to be that he um, he was the master of the slow yeah. clap. He was constantly in search of a glass of water with ice in it. <laughs> and his home was always open to sex-addicted cats. Because <laughs> if you missed it, every time Dave's brother-in-law cleared viruses off and said, Lou, there's porn on here, he blamed it on the yeah, cat. blamed it on the cat every the time. The greatest move ever. <laughs> so, uh, cat. so, yeah, it was going to be a surprise. And then I'm like, well, shit. Okay. Yeah. All right. So... That's good, because yeah. when we're off the air, I need a picture from you, and you need to sign some documents. That I can yeah. get. Well, it's funny, because they're like, yeah, it's a legal release. Yes, we have to do it. Of course. But if you're there with us on yeah. August 1st, oh, that's awesome. as we raise money for Stand Up to Cancer, the Alpha Project, Rancho Coastal Humane Society, Charity uh, Water, and Suicide Awareness, one of the things that you will walk out that night uh, is with the tribute card to Lou, which I I greatly I appreciate think will that. be great. Yeah, it'll be it'll be awesome. No, so it'll be awesome. You know, it's funny. He's had so many of my dad's friends have reached out to me. You know, over the last you know, six months, I can't return any phone calls. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not ready to talk about my dad. You're the only one on this show where I can talk about my father. So oh, yeah. I can't return any phone calls, and I'm probably thinking, you know, what the hell is going on? But I'm just not not there. I'm not you know not ready to do go through it. But that is uh, that is awesome. The, the Superman shirt, as Jeff says, when my dad passed away. 
he ordered a shirt. I mean, I don't yeah. know how far in advance he planned that he was going to take his life, but it, it was in the mail. I remember when I went through the process with my mother of what he was going to wear, my mom goes, he ordered this shirt for him to wear in that coffin. And that's what that was it. He loved the Superman black and whites, you know, yeah. back in the day. And that was that was his thing. So uh, that, that was that's very cool. That's, it's crazy. That's awesome. uh, what's wild about that to me is where everything kind of started coming off for us was not only when my kid's nanny passed away, a woman by the name of Allison, but her father, Ed Jessup, was a wonderful guy, treated my boys, was with my boys every day from the time they were six weeks old to the time they started kindergarten. Um, he loved them every day like they were his own grandkids and they loved him. He constantly would wear a Superman T-shirt. Is that right? And he may have been buried in a Superman T-shirt. Wow. So when your sister shared that with me, and and when I met your dad, it was so far before the time of getting married for me or having yeah. kids. But I just got the biggest kick out of your dad from day one. He made me laugh. And then the stories about your dad, all that stuff <laughs> that we've shared, I just laughed my ass off. And I just, you go, that, yeah. I mean, I feel like, David, you and I as dads, yeah. There's so much of Lou in us as fathers where you go, yeah, we're just where our kids get older. They're going to be like, my dad was psychotic. <laughs> um, but but one amazing guy. So we'll uh, Upper Deck is thrilled to do that and we will do that. And I hope you will all join us on August the 1st. Uh, $25 donation gets you in the door. And I, I will say this, too, if um, we'll make sure. That for people like Glenn yeah. that are out of town or some of your friends, we'll make sure that anybody who reaches out and says, hey, um, I'm not able to be there. But uh, we'll make sure you get for, – for those of you that have donated, I'll make sure you're uh, – you're covered for a card, for sure. Oh, that's awesome. It'll be a great day. Really looking forward to that. Speaking of guys who have been great as far as supporting this show, Brian Curry. Hopefully Brian Curry awesome. can Did talk. you see what he did? Did you Tell see me. this? So if you buy a house with Brian Curry right now and you close it by August 1st, which isn't impossible, um, it's sweaty, Ted. I know. Well, someone just held a sign up. You weren't looking. We're, the Padre game is on as we're doing the show, and it said our hearts are with uh, Uncle Ted. Love him. Checking his shoulder for dandruff. Constant move. <laughs> the best, man. Just the absolute best. Um, Brian Curry right now, if you buy a house with Brian Curry uh, – and you're an escrow. He Curry's taking a thousand bucks and putting it towards the event. Wow! He, all you gotta do is mention the Dave and Jeff podcast. Yeah. Thousand bucks from Curry for each one that he moves is going in there. How guy moves that? houses yeah. like a maniac. I just it's another guy, Dave. Where you go, man? He's just not a, a business partner. He's family to us, and he continues to exceed our expectations and brian thank you very much it has not gone unnoticed brian is the guy you have to use so many people are always in san diego you're always looking in california to see what is your house worth what direction can you go as far as saying what can i do to upgrade what can i do to say you know what the kids are out time to get something a little bit smaller maybe something closer to the beach would be nice he's been selling real estate all over san diego county for more than 20 years he is great he's great obviously the show is a great person he will take care of you and your family and your next home 
full service broker, access to the best professionals in the mortgage and home inspection business, home service title, various contractors, other home service providers. Here's Brian's number, 619-251-1588, 619-251-1588. You can also find him online, briancurryrealestate.com. Man, I drove through National City tonight. Don't know why. There's another <laughs> city that quit. <laughs> it did quit. Jesus Christ. I think you could take... Uh, I think you could take all your old Archie comics and trade them for a four-bedroom house in National City. <laughs> Once you get that house done, Barkley Landscape and Ryan and his dad, Scott, they'll take care of you. You're tired of coming home every day and hating the way your yard looks? Look, what are you doing? What are you waiting for? The weather's getting warm. It's nice outside. People are spending more and more time outside since the sun is setting around 8 o'clock. Barkley Landscape, that's the way to go. They are, will take care of you. Family-owned, operated business for more than 35 years. Free estimates. Why wouldn't you give them a call and make sure they're doing the right thing for you? Run some things through uh, their minds. Tell them what you're thinking. They'll tell you exactly what they've done in the past. They can help you out. You name it, yard demolition, power washing. They can take care of your grass. They can also put in the fake stuff as well. Anything you need, Ryan is there for you. 619-669-8000. Yeah, not cheap to live here, man. Not no. cheap to live here with rent. Not cheap to live here with gas prices through the roof. Everything else going on here. So make sure that that water bill isn't another thing that's crushing your monthly budget every month. That's why you give Ryan a call. Have him come out. Take a look at what you can do. It's going to look great. It's going to be cost efficient. And especially, I mean, we've been lucky with the marine yep. layer. I saw some note that it's been like an incredible, like 70 days where it's always been around 70 but you know that's going to change, right, as we get into the summer and things are going to start drying out, fire season. Yep. Uh, follow him on Twitter at Papa Bark and look at the before and after pictures and just realize, hey, he could come over and do this for us. Yeah, phone call worth making. Absolutely. Superior Fence Company, don't forget about Daniel Tyler once you get everything taken care of. Look, we're setting you up right now how it works. Yep. You got the house. You got the yard. What are you going to do to take care of everything? Superior Fence Company, Daniel Tyler is your guy been in business since 2005 specializes in north county but he will go all over san Diego county make sure that you have the perfect fence perfect gate anything you want as he says every job is easy he's been doing it a long time he's the best 760-745-4846 760-745-4846 i tell you forget about the chain link fence i love yep. that i love the iron fences those iron fences those gates as jeff says you can't take a chance of, what are you, uh, in poland of na- <laughs> losing control of that car not knowing which one of the gas and the brake is might go right through oh, the front of your yeah. house you heard jeff say you see it on the news all the time all the time some old lady stinks like vinegar down there sleeping watching lawrence welk and some punk millennial comes through the fence don't do that Come on, for Christ's sake. You know Nana's going to be gone before you yeah. know it. You know who we should do it for is Leisure Fryer. Yeah. That old sack of shit. <laughs> Wherever his park bench is that he's sleeping tonight, let's just put a big iron fence around him, keep him alive for as long as we can. Yeah. His kids driving around their fancy cars. We don't need that bullshit. Give Daniel a call. Let's protect Leisure Fryer and Nana, too. You know why? Because I'm telling you guys, yeah. when you build that fence... This is what you do. You go and you say, hey, Nana, all the other grandkids wanted me to build this fence out of balsa wood so that car ran you over. <laughs> but I didn't do it. Wink, wink. And then all of a sudden, they get stuck with their spoon collection. Yeah. Or a collection of Johnny Mathis albums. And all of a sudden, you get her collection of AOL stock. <laughs> Cha-ching! <laughs> 
That's too damn funny. I got to tell you, the, the long weekend we had, obviously, mm-hmm. a lot of things going on. You say you went up to L.A. this weekend as well, I right? didn't end up oh, going. Didn't go we didn't Los end Angeles. up going because I would have missed my son's basketball game, okay. so I didn't go. So, But I was in... Uh, I was in Temecula one day, and then for the baseball game yesterday. Great okay. weekend, super fun. So the basketball game, did they win? No, they got beat. Oh, sure. But um, they got beat. Um, they're really annoying parents from the from the other team. Yeah. Oh, that's a foul! Like fuck off. <laughs> but um, but my kids play at the Croc Center, and they have a guy, Coach T, who is just, he might be he might be my favorite coach in That's sports. Cool. He is so damn funny. He lays me out every time. He should be in the NBA. If he was in the NBA, he would absolutely be hysterical. And the great thing is, he's friends with all the refs. So, David would be like, if you were coaching and Costa yeah. was the referee. Yeah. So, he just lights him up all game. But my sons love him, would run through the wall for him. Um my son said to me the other day, they go, are we athletic? I go, well, you've played soccer. You've yeah. played flag football. You've played golf. You've played baseball. You've played ice hockey. Um, and now you're playing basketball. I go, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of people that haven't done any of those things. Yeah. Play, uh, play wow. tennis. That's an interesting question for a 10 Yeah. Yeah. But he, um, for all those sports, they've had a bunch of really fun, great coaches. That's good. I think he's my favorite. <laughs> favorite guy <laughs> you know it's funny speaking of coaches i the one reason i coach over at west hills is i coach with a, a guy that's 76 years yeah old, okay so he's great he's fantastic and mickey anyone who's ever played baseball everybody knows mickey d and uh he, he's so goddamn funny he tells the he tells the parents at the very first meeting okay yeah he, he goes look i love to drink this is high school. You're not supposed it's to say so this. It's so great. I only I love to drink, but I only drink when we win. MGD yeah. stands for Mickey gets drunk. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> Mickey. So tell us the parents. So we had a tough year. We finished 10 and 18. Tomorrow's our, our banquet. We had, we had a tough year. But he is so goddamn funny. We're we're struggling against Valhalla a couple weeks ago. Okay. And he tells them. Are they the Mustangs? Too? No, they're the Nor- Norsemen or something. That's right. Okay. Anyway, ball is, uh, they can't stand us. So so the umpire's not giving us the calls. He walks out there, and he's, you know, shuffling out. And he goes, you know, you're missing calls. Mickey, back to the dugout. He oh, goes, no time. I'm just saying, you should think about getting a dog. You can't see shit. Oh, jeez. Did he get run? <laughs> no, they didn't run him. So the next game, he comes out, and he, had, he must have had this thing screenshot on his phone. He stops the game. He walks right to the home plate umpire, and he goes, hey, did you drop your phone before the game? And the umpire takes his mask off and says, what are you talking about, Mickey? He goes, well, I picked this phone up, and I figured it must be yours. And on the phone, it said 99 missed calls. Get the hell out of here, Mickey. Back to the dugout. Again, doesn't run him out, but he's completely <laughs> screwing with umpires. I love the guy. I love hanging out with that him. That is awesome. It's so funny to me that he had the 99 missed calls out there. But speaking of, of coaching, I went and watched San Diego State play in the Mountain West Conference tournament. Yeah. So I go and watch San Diego State play in the Mountain West Conference tournament, the first game they had against UNLV. The one that went forever, went extra yeah. innings, the whole deal. And they ended up winning. They ended up winning the tournament, as, as everybody knows. And now they have a the tough road where they have to go in the Oregon State division where they have to play LSU and possibly the number one team in Oregon State. But, but, but hang on. Before yeah. we go any further, are they technically – did I read their – I stopped getting the UT. Mountain West Conference champions, tournament champions. Tournament champions. Yeah, they don't win league, but they're tournament champions. And how many years in a row is that? They won five of six, I believe. My God. Five or six of them. Yeah, and that's uh, Mark Martinez. Yeah, Mark doing Martinez that. doing a good job. Okay, good. Okay. Yeah, doing a fantastic job with those guys and hitting. I think they had a team batting average of over three. Now those which are is former Cal Bear guys. A lot of them are. A lot. That's of them, really cool. A lot of them are. So I, I, how's Julian doing? 
Julian's great. Julian made all uh, all Mountain West Conference team. He's the center fielder number one. The MVP of the tournament was Casey Schmidt. He's a freshman. Yeah. I've had him on my team since he was four years old. How insane and is since that? Since T-ball. And he was MVP of the tournament. He's the closer. I don't know how he was in all Mountain West Conference team. He had an ERA of point three eight. I mean, okay. absolutely outstanding. But anyway, MVP. The year before, Andrew Martinez had won MVP. Yeah. Played with my older son, Josh. I coached him, too. He was MVP of the Mountain West Conference also. It was back-to-back -back years. It was kind of crazy. It was a great weekend for me just That's being awesome, proud man. to watch these That's kids grow awesome. up, to see these kids that were teammates for more than 10 years together. And uh, all of a sudden, here they are with San Diego State going up to to may hopefully make a run at the College World Series. Here's what I want to know. When you go to that game, do you yeah. sit with anybody, or do you just kind of go off by yourself and just so – I go off by myself. Good for you, man. Yeah, I mean, Good the parents are there, and I'm I'm rude like like the parents do, but I don't bother the parents. You just the want to soak it in. Just want to soak it in. Yeah, and I try and take pictures you. with my phone, and I'll send them stuff yeah. and send them notes. It's great when they call you after the game and say thanks for coming out and and what, yeah. did, what did you see? And it's it's a lot of fun. Anyway, a lot of pride there. This is a, a unique time in my life when it comes to that because it won't last forever. That's awesome. All right, uh, how much time we're doing a shortened podcast? Okay, we're at 48 minutes right now. All right, I want to ask you this and see if we can get yeah. through this in 12 minutes. Okay. You brought up college baseball. Yeah. I was fascinated by the cover story in Sports Illustrated last week, which is a kid, and I think I have his name right. Is it Luke Heimlich I'm from Oregon sure. State? Okay, the second baseman? No, he's a pitcher. Oh, he's a pitcher. Okay. Luke Heimlich, Dave, is 12-1. and one. He's one of the top pitchers in college baseball. Yeah. The story that is attached to him is we are eight days out from the draft or right around there. When he was 13, he pled guilty to molesting his six-year-old niece. Oh, my gosh. He now says that he didn't do it and that the reason that he was told to plead guilty was that it... it avoided a long-term trial and then after five years his court record would be sealed there were clerical errors that happened and a kid that was on the beat for Oregon State the newspaper had written an article about a guy who had been an ice cream vendor they wrote this whole story and then they found out that some ice cream vendor yeah had been uh, a sex offender. And so the paper had put in a policy that no matter who you were writing about, Dave Palais, Jeff Dotseth, anybody else, you do a simple background check. So they're writing this article about Luke Heimlich, who is this incredible pitcher and doing all these great things, strike all-time strikeout leader for wow. Oregon State. But because there had been issues, because he had moved a couple of times, paperwork didn't get filed, Yeah, it came up that he was a a sex offender. Um, again, he he says now that it didn't happen. It has caused issues with his family. They say he is first-round talent for the draft, wow. but scouts are saying don't even bother yeah. looking at him. And you look at it and you go, this guy is unbelievable. And, and what I would say is let's just do this. Take a look at Luke Heimlich. Try to find the story because I'll be interested. Uh, I think we'll be back here Sunday night yeah. as we get ready to go into the draft. For any of you looking at it, read the story because the Padres now have four <laughs> four picks in the first 84. Yeah. He's a first-round guy. Yeah. 
He claims he didn't do it. He claims that he was told to, to admit it, to avoid things, and that he didn't do it. Family, everything else, just read up on it wow. and just be like, is that anybody that we as a community could say yay or do you say nay? Man, that is a big one. I'm one of these guys that sits there and says when a kid does anything, we'll say it's growing up. I mean, for me. But he was 13, I, yeah, she was six. Okay, I understand that. But And you're talking to me about the worst crime outside of murder. Yeah. You know, outside of murder, it's the worst crime you could possibly do. It's, it's oh God, man, there's a reason why I guess they call them minors. I, I don't know, man. That is tough. I remember, look, my, my, my oldest son was nowhere close to what you're saying as far as yeah. talent goes. But I remember when Josh was coming out of high school and they were talking about putting him in the draft. And Josh said, I, I don't want to go in the draft. Don't draft me. Their scout said to us the same thing all the time. They said, we can find a kid just like you 200 miles from here. That was yeah. the line. You better have a good background. Yeah. But obviously you can't find a kid just like that kid from Oregon State. You know, Josh yeah. was a high school kid. It's, it's a different thing. But I remember that line all the time. I remember them also telling me there's a kid in this draft. This is back in 2012. There's a kid in this draft that throws 102 miles an hour, but he won't go in the first round. And I said, why is that? They said, because nobody likes him. His teachers hate him. His teammates hate him. His coaches hate him. It takes one guy like that to come into a clubhouse and ruin a team. It's not worth it. He won't even go in the first round. And so when you talk about is it worth it, I don't know if it's worth it. I mean, okay, and then how far do you let him drop? It's yeah. not like to me – remember Larry Tunsil, the day of the draft, yeah. he got caught with the, the pot mask on? Yeah. And look, Larry Tunsil's a hell of a player. And now pot's yeah. legal in so many states, it seems ridiculous that we made a big deal out of it just two years ago. This is always going to be a big deal. This isn't yeah. going to be one of those where it's going to be okay to molest Nobody a drafted girl. him last year, and yeah. he could have been taken as a free agent. Nobody signed wow. him as a free agent last year. So God the story's been out there, and it's been. I'd rather he goes to another team. I'd just rather he goes to another team. Right? Yeah. I mean, it just it becomes, uh, I mean, it's just it, it's one of those stories where you go, yeah, who's who's going to be Jeez. it? Can, will he play? Look, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what he did do. I don't know what he didn't do. I know that he has conflicting stories. I know that um, I just I would recommend everybody go to sports. How old is he now, 22? Yeah, 21, 22. Wow. And it's a shame that if they was told those records would be sealed and never get out. Correct. And they're out. He, he got screwed by the system. That's what his yeah. claim is. His claim was, um, but it was funny too, you know, because there's a newspaper reporter it's a, a very, very long article in Sports Illustrated, very well written. But there's somebody that does the, the same question that we all do, which is, well, hey, if you had been accused of that crime, are you going to say, yeah, I did it? Or are you going to scream from the rooftops? And there's an expert who said it's the dumbest thing ever. People do this all the time yeah. because they believe it's the the easiest way to getting their life back. Yeah. And so I don't know, but you, you look at it and you go, I, I just don't know, um, where you going. Um, real quick, we're going to, we're going to keep this one short tonight, but where are we at time was we're at uh, 54. All right. Uh, I would say this, we're going to wrap this one up when we come back for our next podcast, we're going to talk about this trade and Padre baseball as a whole and why I think we better get the year 2020 out of our head in a hurry perfect perfect. Uh, i think you better get 2020 out of your head in a hurry and start looking more at like 2021 or 2022 
And we'll do that on the next one. There you go. Hey, I want to mention Alan Taylor, TaylorMade Pools, 20 years in San Diego. Alan Taylor has the pool that is just right for you. The pool you've been dreaming of. You name it, Alan Taylor can make it right. He can make it exactly come true. Your dreams can come true right there because of Alan Taylor and TaylorMade Pools. 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. Pool resurfacing, tile insulation, new equipment, repairs. Everyone talks about, look, you're going to get a pool right now. You have that saltwater technology. He can do all that for you. Your pool is going to look fantastic because he went to TaylorMade Pools. You can follow Alan on Twitter at TMadePools. At TMadePools. Remember, 619-449-4452. Before we got rid of me here, Dave, you didn't think I was going to come in. I'll tell you what I'll do. Let's just do this, all right? Eddie, pay attention. Eddie! <laughs> pay attention. I'll tell you what. You get your normal pool from TaylorMade. And you give me, Ed, 17 Heinekens. <laughs> that's my drinking choice. And then I'll give you my own saltwater technology. How you like that, Eddie? Oh, for Christ's sake, John. This guy is a legitimate businessman. You know what, Ed? We barely got on the show tonight because of your bullshit attitude. <laughs> you made me feel bad about myself all week. You accused me of being a racist. With my comment that I made to David last week, I'm not a racist. I have plenty of Jewish friends. And here I offer some free saltwater technology right out of Little John. And you say no. Well, uh, Dave, I'll let you give the number because I'm going to take Ed behind that palm tree and I'm going to beat the dog shit out of him. Let's go, Eddie. I might beat the shit out of you. What did you say? No chance in hell with that. Six one nine four four nine four four five two. This is my own saltwater technology. It's called lifted up my big fat leg. <laughs> Blake and Travis, happy plumbing. Six one nine. Oh yeah, there's my god. I had a, oh my god, I had a tri-tip steak sandwich the other day. Oh, Ed, you remember that? Oh my god, stop talking. Six one nine four three three. Four nine four three. That number better be in your phone right now. Six one nine four three three. In your phone, Eddie, because I got that rumbling. Happyplumbing.com. Blake and Travis are your guests. That's an oxymoron with my house. Okay, moron. Hey, Ed, did you hear me call your name right there, moron? <laughs> 24-hour service, seven days a week. When you need that plumber, that's exactly what you need. You need that 24-hour service, upfront flat rate pricing, never an overtime charge, no travel charges, licensed and insured. Blake and Travis at Happy Plumbing. Easiest way to get a hold of them, happyplumbing.com. And that phone number again, 619-433-4943. Every time I see a leak, I'm like, you should call Happy Plumbing. Yeah. You ever see it? You've, I yeah, feel like all I'm the time. guys. You know, uh, I want to go back to, to one thing that you mentioned, and then we'll cut out yeah. for tailor-made pools. I, I, I mentioned this on Twitter yesterday, and I really I think this is a call to action for all of our guys. Uh, Barkley Landscape, um, maybe not so much Curry, but uh, Happy Plumbing and especially Superior Fence. The one thing that Alan Taylor did that was brilliant was he provided us with shirts from tailor-made pools. And I wear these shirts all the time because I have to wear a button-up collared shirt to work. I don't have to, but I tend to because I'm classy. <laughs> and on the weekend, I'll wear my tailor-made pool shirts. Well, it's I've lost count at how often I'm stopped uh, on the street and asked basic maintenance questions from people about their pool. Now, uh, more often than not, the answer that I give in return is the wrong answer. But I'm just happy, and I, I can see the look of gratitude on their face that I've taken time out of my day to answer their yeah. question. 
And uh, I'm just happy. I just say, listen, call me Monday in the office. Here we are, tailor-made pools. Give me a call Monday in the office, and we'll go through it. And then I know that Alan will actually clear up any mistakes I've made over the weekend, <laughs> which would be probably too numerous to mention. But I think for all you guys, you should provide Dave and I with official shirts from your uh, business, and that way you can uh, we can be stopped on the street with landscape questions. I'll fuck those up. <laughs> Fence questions, everything else. Happy plumbing, happy to. People ask about drain issues. I I have no problem at all giving the wrong answer. <laughs> and they'll say, hey, call me tomorrow in the office, and Blake and Travis will get it all squared away. We're happy to do it because that's how we roll. There we go. All right, number one podcast of the week. It's all done. So long.